0: Well, hello friends. Welcome back to The Beautiful Messy Show. This is your host, Heather Baxter. We are in season 17 and today is episode 5 and I'm going to talk to you about the little small creatures in the world and what do they teach us. show, you will learn a biblical truth, a biblical truth that will help you in a season of challenge or a season of blessings. So today I want to zoom in on Proverbs chapter 30 with you, and I titled it wise up. And then I have a little bit of like three dots. And then it says vulnerable humans living in a sinful world. Are you ready for this one? I am so happy that you are here. So if you are part of the HB Ministries, uh, it's a woman's ministry. If you're part of that ministry, I want to say it's a woman's ministry, but lately I've had so many gentlemen asking me about passages of scripture. I love it. And of course I am right there, but God's called me to minister to women. Uh, But let me tell you, if God puts me around anyone to be a lighthouse, Gosh, amen. I am right there. So whether you are a female or a male, you can take something out of this show today. I promise you. We are going to zoom in on Proverbs chapter 30. And if you are in the ministry, you know that we are kind of coming near the end. Obviously, it's Proverbs 30. We go to 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. And we are wrapping it up, all done. Wow, what a beautiful study. If you still want to take the study, head over to my Amazon bookshelf, my author bookshelf, and you can grab a book there and go through the book of Proverbs. And you have space in this book to you know, look at different translations, break it down, do a little bit of application, word mapping, and then there's a section for you to just pray back some scripture to God. And I'm going to show you after I teach you a little bit out of today's portion of scripture, how do we pray this back? Like when you get something out of it, how do you apply it and pray it back so you can see the hand of God working in your life with the scripture that you studied that day. So I'm going to bring it all together, especially when you study a piece of scripture that is a little bit complicated, not even complicated. I'm just going to tell you Proverbs chapter 30 was weird. It was, it was very weird. It was puzzling. And when I read it, I found it to be kind of difficult. I was like, this is, I don't even know. And I was like, what am I even going to do with this? Like, how does this apply to today? What do you want me to figure out out of this? I mean, that it's kind of how I was. But it was our, you know, we're doing a proverb a day. So I opened it up and I'm like, all right, I got to find something out of this. What, what am I going to find? And, you know, I'm trying and I'm searching and nothing's making sense. And oh, I was just struggling. And finally, I just quietly prayed, Lord, what would you have me See today, what can jump out of this? Let me call it an enigmatic scripture. It's an enigmatic scripture. What does the word enigmatic mean? It means difficult and mysterious. As a Bible student in Bible college, there are a lot of promises, there are a lot of uh, things in the Bible that come across as difficult to understand. Mysterious, yet here's this guy named Agar that we're reading about that wrote this part of scripture. And I'm like, Well, gosh, who is this guy? And why, why is what he's sharing you know so profound? You ever you ever done that? You ever read scripture and you're thinking, Well, what is he supposed to teach us? Who is this guy? He only shows up in a couple portions of scripture, but God uses him. To write a little bit about what he experienced, what type of wisdom helped him wise up. Now, some people are gifted in life. Everybody's gifted. Our personalities are different. We're wired differently. Now, some people in this world around me can see the world through an ennematic poem. Let's put it that way. And I just, they have a way of viewing life in a mysterious way. They can write the most beautiful poem or sing the most beautiful song. And that is the way that they are looking upon this world. And so here is a part of scripture. Like I said, I I was wondering, what do I do with this? Read it. Do me a favor first. If you're just listening to me and you're like, okay, we're doing Proverbs 30. I really need a a, a word from God today from, you know, the beautiful, messy show. What, What is she bringing me today? What, what? I want you to just stop this podcast right now. Just stop it. And if you're driving in the car, I mean, obviously don't be doing this while you're driving, okay? But if you're at a light or you need to pull over, Google uh, Proverbs 30 and have it read to you in the car via your Bible app. Or if you're at home, open up and read Proverbs chapter 30 and just, just read it. That's all I want you to do. And then I want you to be able to go, okay, Heather, I see what you mean. This was difficult. This was weird. Um, What am I supposed to get out of this scripture today? What is she even going to teach me? What happens when you get to these kind of strange passages? First teaching from Heather today, don't run away and say, what, what am I supposed to get out of this? How is this scripture? How does this connect with Christ? How does this connect with my life? What key theme is here? What is happening here? The first thing you need to do is just, God, zoom me in on something. And then start Googling the verse. Start breaking it down. Look at a commentary. Look at your Bible. Open up one of your student Bibles. or I have six Bibles behind me right now. Each one of them are different. There's men's student Bibles out there. There's women's student Bibles. There's teenage, there's adult, there's all kinds of Bibles out there. And a lot of there's leadership Bibles out there. A lot of times when you open to a passage of scripture, there'll be a little teaching or highlighted notes around that area that will take you in a step deeper, almost like putting a, um, almost like putting binoculars on and the Holy spirit going, okay, we're going to really zoom in on this. And I'm going to tell you what this portion of scripture is about. So yeah, the rest of it was puzzling and weird, but there was a portion of scripture that God brought me to. And I was like, I want to figure this out. And it was Proverbs 30, 24 through 28. The verse says four things on earth are small, yet they are extremely wise. Ants are creatures of little strength, yet they store up their food in the summer. And then cliff badgers, which is like a rabbit, it says are creatures of little power, yet they make their homes in the rocks. Locusts have no king, yet they advance together in ranks. A lizard can be caught with a hand, yet it is found in king's palaces. Now, if you read Proverbs, again, what I love to do little teaching moment here is I love to take a portion of scripture and read it in another translation. So with this scripture, Proverbs chapter 30, I highly recommend that you look at verses 24 through 28 and look at it in like NIV message version, amplified version, King James version, what you will see is that the very last little animal, you know, we're going to find wisdom in these little animals because that's what Eger is uh, going to help us see, is these small creatures have wisdom in their own way. And I'm hoping in a minute that I can show you the wisdom in these little creatures. How do you wise up with what's going on in your life right now and not be a vulnerable human? Because some of the sinful things that are going on in our, in our world, we tend to just, you know become vulnerable. We feel small. We feel like we're not wise. We feel like we cannot handle the situation. Yet, Agar in this scripture is saying, wait a minute, these four creatures are telling you to wise up. So I'm going to show you how to wise up with these four. However, when I was doing my reading and kind of going through you know, my Bible study time today and preparing, I noticed that in each translation, some of the creatures, their names changed. So for for example, the very last verse was either a spider or a lizard. And so I started to do a little bit of translation in the Greek and the Hebrew. And it's pretty interesting. I mean, they both are going to bring you the exact same idea. But to me, a spider and a lizard, completely different. So I'm going to show you my end thoughts and reflection on that. I just wanted to point that out because I do have you read different translations as you're studying. And again, if you are not part of the ministry, we, this is a little sidebar commercial before we dive in, we are going to be starting Ezekiel in the dry bones, chapter 37 of Ezekiel, 14 verses, sisters, brothers, if you're listening, this is going to be a powerful study. And I'd love for you to join October 23rd through the 31st. If you're listening to this podcast later on, hey, grab my study. It'll always be available under the digital area on my website, heatherbaxter.com. But come along right now. You can grab that uh, that PDF file right on my homepage of my website. Go ahead, get it downloaded, create a great journal, and come on a study and learn another profound thing that God wants to speak in the season of your life right now. Okay, done with that little commercial. Let's jump back into Proverbs chapter 30 and see what, what is Agar taking here with these small creatures and giving us a lesson on wisdom. So what do we need to be aware of? And of course, the way he wrote was so weird that I couldn't figure things out. But when I was all done with this, I walked away going, wow, I just learned something from an ant, a cliff badger, a locust, and a lizard and spider. Are you ready? So if you have your workbook, this is what I would do. I would open up to Proverbs 30. You can also take this in your podcast notes because every one of my Bible study workbooks has a podcast note page. And so I think the podcast note page is going to be located under Proverb 29. So you can go over to the Proverb 29 and leave you know your notes there. And you can head over to Proverbs 30 and go ahead and jot some notes under your Proverbs 30 with me. I was just drawn to teach on Proverbs 30 and that's just what was on my heart, so we're going to go with that. Now, what you will notice that in our workbooks, we have something called verse mapping. If you're listening and you're wondering what is verse mapping, What I'm asking you to do is not when you're driving, but when you get home, grab a piece of paper if you don't have the workbook, and I'm going to tell you what to draw on a piece of paper. And I'm going to kind of, you can listen and follow along, but I'm going to show you visually how you can break a verse down if it doesn't make sense and how you can study it. So just by listening you can do this so in our workbook we have verse map pages one page for you to practice a portion of scripture maybe it's you know like like we're looking at proverbs 30 and we're just looking at a few pieces of scripture we're only zooming in on 24 through 28 And so we're going to verse map that. So in our workbook, there's a big circle. So if you have a piece of paper or if you have your workbook, please go to your workbook. If you're just new here, grab a piece of paper. And in the middle of your paper, I want you to draw a pretty good sized circle. And then around that circle, I want you to draw four smaller circles. And I'm going to show you how we broke this down. In the big circle, I put four things that are small, but wise, four things that are small, but wise. That is the key to the verse. That is the key to Proverbs 30, 24 through 28. What are the four things? Well, the four things are what's going to go in those four circles. The first is an ant. The second circle says cliff badger. The third circle says, uh, locust. And the fourth circle is spider slash lizard. So that's what I put when I verse mapped. Then I just thought, you know what? I'm going to Google. I'm going to study this a little bit. What is the wisdom that God wants me to see in these animals? How can I wise up by looking at these animals and then looking at my life wheel, looking at what's happening in my life? Where am I at right now? And how can I be a skillful, skillful human, And not be vulnerable to my situation, but live in this world with wisdom. Live in my situation with wisdom by looking at these three animals. That really, I walked away going, hmm, this is puzzling. What do I get out of this? Here's what I got out of it. So the first animal, little creature, that we looked at was the ant. Now, I love the ant. I've done several teachings on the ant. The ant shows up in Scripture in so many areas. But the first lesson here was the ant. And if you study or you look up or you Google ant in Scripture... I found some words, I found some lessons, and all around that little circle that I drew with the word ant in it, I have little lines. And all around those little lines, I have words under them. And these are the words that I wrote that represent an ant. An ant is industrious. An ant is not lazy. An ant labors hard. An ant is hard working in off-season. I mean, the the ant is working in the summer, which is a lot of times is off-season for people. That's their time that they're either resting or on break, like teachers are on break. So you tend to see, you know, a little bit more of a relaxation in the summer. It may might not everybody's job, but that's the idea. The season, an aunt didn't relax. An aunt was on board and storing up for the next season. It kind of gives me an idea of we never have an off-season for Bible study. Uh, We had Bible study all summer long because we can get distracted by the holidays, the fun of summer, but the second that we aren't storing up God's word and something happens, then we aren't prepared. We aren't prepared on how to handle our season. An ant is prepared. An ant is so weak. Have you ever seen an ant on the ground? It is the tiniest little thing. You can put it between your two fingers and pinch it and it is dead. Yet that ant puts food on its back and carries it and stores it in its anthill for the winter months. What are you storing in God's word for the months when you're going to struggle? Because the world says, the Bible says in this world, you will have tribulation. Well, I'll tell you when tribulation hits me, when stress hits me, when hardship hits me, I can reflect back on all my Bible study books I could pull out a book, I can open up, you know, a Proverbs, and I can always look back upon God's wisdom and I can wise up. So what does the ant teach us? To prepare. To prepare. Now, let's look at the cliff badger. You know, the little rabbits that live in the rocks. Here are these animals. And if you look at these animals, if you first look them up, they are defenseless. They are defenseless. They, They lack security they're feeble. And yet I love this. They know how to seek safety. They know how to seek safety. They want to be secure in the book of Psalms. Verse two. um, I'm sorry. Psalm 61 verse two. Psalm 61 verse two. David said, from the end of the earth, I call to you when my heart is overwhelmed and weak lead me to the rock that is higher than I, a rock that is too high to reach without your help. So here's David in the book of Psalms referring to the security that we find in the rock. And the rock is known as Jesus Christ, our fortress, the place where we go to seek safety, the place where we go to learn wisdom, And so here the cliff badgers find precaution hidden in the rocks. They go there to seek safety. So what can we learn? How can we wise up from a cliff badger? We can wise up to know that they're searching for that rock when they're overwhelmed and weak. They're going to that higher place to reach for help where they find security. Where do you go and reach for help? Do you call someone in panic do you reach for uh, addiction? Are you addicted? Are you reaching for the pill? Are you reaching for a drink? Where are you reaching? Think about that. And then think about where this little cliff badger goes. This sm- small little cliff badger, but yet so much wisdom. And God refers to it in scripture. There's a reason God's holy word was written and wanted us to see something out of a little teeny creature. The next creature was the locust. I circled that. And what do you find out about a locust? What what can you do? First of all, Google the pictures on locust. That was pretty fun today. Uh, But I put locust in my next circle. And then of course, I drew a bunch of little nines out. And locusts are known for having no king, no leader. They're all over but yet their wisdom is in unity and power. Number one, unity, unity and power. No one is more important. No one is more important. They always want order because they work together. They're very disciplined. They're team players. Can you believe this? Yet they have no king. Yet they have no king. So it it brought to me, it brought, let's, it brought to me 1 Corinthians 110. And that says, my brothers and sisters, I urge you by the name of the Lord Jesus, the anointed, to come together in agreement. Do not allow anything or anyone to create division among you. Instead, be restored, completely fastened with one mind and shared judgment. You know what this little locust teaches me? That in a relationship, first of all, find a relationship in life Where you're sharing order, where you're team players together, where nobody's king in the relationship. But you know what happens? When you find a relationship where no one is more important than God, you will automatically have unity and power because God will bring that. You're like minded. You're like minded. When you're like minded, there's less division. When you're like minded, You are easily restored because you share the same promises, the same futures, the the same type of order, the same type of discipline, and it helps. So look what the locust teaches us, how to wise up in a sinful world. I love it. They're team players. And then finally, the little spider or lizard, again, both scriptures, but I could see exactly um, what's hidden here? Because in a spider or lizard, and through this portion of scripture, if you look up and you do some, you know, Greek and Hebrew and a little bit of studying, which I did today, and just this scripture, just this portion, I did not break down the whole rest of Proverbs. I was drawn to just this. Again, little teaching moment. Whatever you're studying, zoom in to just that portion you want to figure out. And don't look at the whole passage and go, mm, this is too much. Oh, this is getting weird. I don't know, because that's what I thought that's what I thought. This is difficult. But man, when I, I was like, what are these little four animals? They've got to mean something because you know, when God puts something in its his word, it means something. So start digging on those animals and it, and it's fun. So again, a spider and a lizard has something in common. First of all, they're very persistent. Look at a lizard, man. They're persistent to stay alive. They can, they can, mmm jump, they can camouflage, but they are persistent to stay alive in whatever season. They're persistent. Same with the spider. A spider, very persistent to stay alive. As a matter of fact, a, pers- a, a spider will, you know, put a web together anywhere, anywhere, yet it can be found in a king's palace. It can be found in a, you know, a little cave. It can be anywhere. So I loved that. Anywhere a spider or a lizard goes, they will make their home. They will figure it out. They will spin a web. There's so much resilience no matter what they're up against. The disadvantages for lizards, the disadvantage can be weather. The disadvantage can be you know being seen, but yet they know how to camouflage. They move quickly. Yet they're always popping up. Spiders are always popping up. Uh, Lizards are always popping up. They're very ambitious. And you know what I thought about in our seasons in life is how are we being persistent? In 1 Corinthians 15, 58, it says, therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, this is good. Are you ready? Who's this speaking to? Be steadfast, immovable, Always excelling in the work of the Lord. Always doing your best and doing more than is needed. Being continually aware of your labor, even to the point of exhaustion. In the Lord is not futile nor wasted. It is never without purpose. Whatever you are going through always has purpose. It is never wasted. God is doing something. And you may feel tired. You may feel exhausted, but we want to be um, steadfast. We want to have ambition. We want to, whatever place, whether it's the king's palace or a cave, like lizards and spiders are found, wherever we are, we will make our home in Christ. We will be persistent with perseverance. We will have resilience no matter what the disadvantages are in our season. Awesome. Awesome. Was that not an awesome little lesson on the small wonders of God's creation? Man, so if you just sit back and you take a portion of scripture that might seem crazy and you don't understand, little lesson point, sit back and just ask God to open up your eyes for a little lesson that you can see. And God, you know, brought my eyes to a little lesson on creation and helped me see spiritually how to wise up in my season based on a little, little creature that can help me grow and be the person God intended me to be. And so again, thank you for joining me today on this podcast. This will be our last episode, our last episode for Proverbs. We'll be wrapping up and next week we will be going into season 18. Every single season here on the podcast represents whatever study we're in. So we're only going to have two episodes uh, next season season 18, and it's going to be on dry bones. We're going to talk a little bit about Ezekiel and Ezekiel's vision of the dry bones. What happens when you're going through dry seasons of life? How do you dream in those seasons? How do you prophesy over your life? Because when you do, the bones are reconnected and they rattle and roll and they start dancing and God brings you to the next season. And so we're going to look at our, old, our all our old bones And we're going to see what God does with them. And so this is a great study. And so that will be episode, I'm sorry, season 18, episode one in the Valley of dry bones next Wednesday. So join me on the beautiful messy show because God will take whatever is messy and teach you out of a small creature, how to see the beauty in your life. Love you guys. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Life is a winding road. Telling where it goes Driving through days and nights Won't stop for traffic lights